Hey, weirdo, what's your superpower, and how will you use it to change the world? Welcome to Season 2 of Just Us Weirdos, a serialized fiction podcast about learning to be heroic, no matter how weird your power might be. I'm the writer and creator of this show, Charlie White, and I'm really excited to have two people joining me in the studio today. I'm really excited to be joined by our producer, Sam White. Can you say hi, Sam? Hi. And also joining us in the studio here today is creative director Gabe. Say hi, Gabe. Hello, everybody. I'm back. Now, today is March 26, 2020, and it's day something like 397 of the coronavirus quarantine. Isn't that right, Gabe? Oh, I thought it was 20,000. Sorry. It feels like that. In reality, it's been just a little bit under two weeks since our kids have been home from school. But these have been some weird weeks. So, we thought before we did the episode today, we would come to you with some tips of how your family can stay safe and busy and have fun during the coronavirus quarantine. Hey Sam! What? What's your favorite thing to do during quarantine to keep yourself busy? Baking cupcakes. Baking cupcakes, that's a great idea. But there's one little problem. We can't go to the store as often as we usually do, so we're pretty low on ingredients. But I think we can solve this problem. What should we do, Gabe? Let's make original, unique cupcakes with out-of-this-world flavors. That's a great idea. If we don't have the ingredients we usually make, we'll just improvise. So, let's see here. We've got to come up with the basic ingredients for the cupcake batter. Normally we would use some flour and sugar and salt and baking powder, but we don't have those today. So let's come up with some good substitutions. Sam, what do you think we should put in the cupcake batter? Books. Okay, we'll add some books in. That's a good idea. How should we prepare those, Sam? Rip the pages. Okay, we'll rip all the pages out and we'll throw them in a bowl. And Gabe, what do we add to the bowl? Let's add some moldy potatoes. Moldy potatoes. Um, okay, I like that. There is a problem. We're actually out of potatoes, too. So is there some other moldy substitute we could use in place of the potatoes? I have an idea. Moldy mold. Moldy mold. Great idea. Even when you're out of potatoes, you can have mold, and mold can have mold on it. This is fantastic. So we've got the ripped up books, and we've got the moldy mold, and we're mixing them together in a bowl. Gonna throw it all in a blender, and we're gonna pour them into cupcake papers. You know those weird zigzaggy things that you sometimes have to peel off, but then sometimes you forget to, and it makes the cupcake taste all yucky? Wait, is that just me? Let's see, we've substituted a couple ingredients here, so we're gonna have to get creative with the baking directions. Um, Sam, how long do you think we're gonna need to bake these cupcakes? 3,050 seconds. 3,050 seconds, that is a good modification to make sure that these aren't overdone or underdone. Now Gabe, um, what temperature do you think we need to cook this at? I'd say 10,000 degrees. Uh, Fahrenheit or Celsius? Celsius. Good to know. Okay, let's get the oven preheated. 3,050 seconds later. Well, really bad news. Um, 
here in Michigan, we're under a stay-at-home order, but our home just burned down because, turns out, our oven's not supposed to go to 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit or Celsius. But at least we've got these cupcakes. Aren't you excited to try one? Yeah. Okay, who gets to have the first bite? Me! Okay, Sam. Uh, it, it's pretty hot, so you might want to blow on it for a couple of days before you try a bite. Does it seem cool enough? Are you going to take that first bite? Um, 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 um. <laughs> wow. Creative director Gabe, look at your brother. His face is turning green from what I can only presume is happiness. Do you want to try one of the cupcakes? No, you can do the honors for a second. Okay, I'm going to eat one of these cupcakes. Here we go. <laughs> oh, oh, this is terrible. Why do people eat cupcakes? So, whether or not cupcakes are your thing, remember to find ways to have fun with your family during these weird, weird times. As always, stay safe. Stay six feet apart from strangers. Stay indoors. Listen to scientists and be weird safely. Now, get comfortable, think of something weird, and put a smile on your face. It's time for issue number 36 of Just Us Weirdos. Super Villain Rumble. I couldn't agree more. Mrs. Work, clad in the streamlined spider legs made from pieces of the old NSE suit, glares at her rival, Mrs. Bonzo. You know, I think it's safe to say we're done doing business together, Mrs. Work says. And therefore, I feel comfortable saying this now. Whenever you say, I couldn't agree more, you sound like a moron. They're facing off in a trashed city square of Quadropolis, the ruins of Binary Tower raised beside them and they're surrounded by ripped down trees, overturned cars and buses, and shattered concrete. I couldn't agree more, Mrs. Ponzone says with a cruel smile. She points a finger at Mrs. Work and shouts, Animals, attack! In the middle of this chaos of ruined city are the heroes Teal Titan, Graphene, and Beninja in his new Banana Tech Samurai armor. The weirdos have banded together to hold off the rampaging horde of superpowered animals under Mrs. Ponzone's control. But the animals now disengage from the weirdos and move in against Mrs. Work. Hunter drones, form up, Mrs. Work yells. There are about 40 drones hovering around her, and at her command, they form into five groups of eight drones each. The pizza box sized drones link up side to side, and they all attach together. The first and last drones in the lines fly upside down and join side to side and attach together. The drones have joined into rings flying above the Quadropolis streets, each about five feet tall and wide. Warning, citizens, sounds a message from the speakers on the Hunter drones. You are now in the presence of Octolink drones, trademark binary consolidated. By being in the presence of an Octolink drone, you have accepted our terms of service and acknowledge side effects, 
which can include loss of hair, loss of consciousness, or annoying ringing sounds in your ears. To hear the full end-user licensing agreement. The Octolink drones announcement is interrupted by a massive roar as a grappling gorilla launches itself 20 feet across the ruined Quadropolis street toward the formation of drones. Right before the grappling gorilla's massive fists strike the drones, the eight drones in ring formation move as a single unit, and the space between them glows a bluish white. A massive zap sounds just as the gorilla passes through the ring, and all at once, the angry beast goes limp and bald, falling to the ground with neither consciousness nor hair. As the gorilla falls, the eyes of a nearby laser gator light up, and a bright red blast speeds towards one of the rings of drones. Mrs. Work throws up a hand, and the drones break formation and scatter. The laser blast hits only one of the drones. That drone is destroyed, but Mrs. Work brings her two hands together and tightens them into fists, and the seven loose drones join back into a formation of another ring, making an even larger megadrone. Mrs. Work pushes her fists out like she's throwing a fireball, and the linked drones move to Mrs. Ponzone faster than seems possible. Mrs. Work snarls. Agree with this. The space between the megadrone lights up with that same bluish-white light as it draws closer to Mrs. Ponzone. But just before it gets to her, something strange happens. All the weirdos hear a word at the same time that they somehow think that same word. It's sort of like an echo, except one part is detected with their ears and the other part is felt in their brains. The word that they hear is reboot. It's been uttered by the IT girl, Dagny Work. She's hovering above the battlefield on her massive white albatross. Normally, her technopathy isn't strong enough to get through the shielding that Mrs. Work uses on the hunter drones. But as the weirdos look to IT Girl, they note that she is holding out in front of her like a lantern the robotic head of Butlerbot. Their mechanical eyes glow as IT Girl delivers enhanced technopathy. The linked ring of 1500 drones crashes to the ground in a shower around Mrs. Ponzo. She begins laughing gleefully and shouts to Mrs. Work, Your daughter is on my side. She points to the rebooting drones on the ground and screams, My animals destroy them. In a chorus of hoots and grunts, a small battalion of gorillas and sloths descends upon the fallen drones and gleefully tear them apart. Mrs. Ponzone rejoices in her victory, even as Mrs. Work redirects her focus on her daughter, Dagny. My child, you have become most impressive, Mrs. Work says, identifying your weakness and finding an asset to overcome it. That is a stroke of genius. I would expect no less from you. Do not sweet-talk me, mother, IT girl says to Mrs. Work. It's not just drones I can reboot with my powers enhanced by Butlerbot. IT Girl's eyes fall on the mechanical spider legs currently supporting her mother. Mrs. Work smiles and nods. You are a work. I do not believe I can beat you. IT Girl continues staring at her mother. 
Stop this attack. Surrender. We can stop Mrs. Ponzone together. <laughs> Gwenniferwork laughs. My child, I am still your mother. I will not join you, but you may join me. She moves on her mechanical spider legs closer to the albatross riding Dagny. Without hesitation, IT Girl yells, Reboot! Her attention focused on the spider legs. Her technopathic senses jolt out from her forehead like an invisible lightning bolt, striking out for the weaknesses in the mechanical robotic legs. When her senses find the weakest system, they take advantage of the bugs and flaws in the software and hardware and force the system to turn itself off for a moment. But as the system turns itself off, IT Girl gets a wave of technopathic feedback that she's never experienced before. The system that she's rebooting is on the mechanical spider suit, but somehow it's part of a different system. Dagny feels her attention being torn away from the NSC suit and redirected, somehow, to a system on Mrs. Ponzone's invisible jet. IT Girl tries to turn off her technopathic senses, but it's too late. Mrs. Work has a look on her face that is somehow at the same time proud and sad. My child, a workwoman must be prepared for anything, even for her own daughter turning against her. IT Girl looks fearful. Mother, what have you done? Mrs. Work's face turns to a cold smile. I built a networking module into the NSC suit. The other end is connected to... And just then, the chaotic situation on the ground in Quadropolis becomes ten times more chaotic. The superpowered animals that have been ripping apart drones break away from those. They start tearing down trees, fighting with each other, and blasting buildings and structures without any logic. And the albatross that Dagny has been riding bucks and shakes Dagny off. Instead of rebooting the NSC suit, Dagny has rebooted the Caduceus machine that gives Mrs. Ponzone control over the animals. Now, the superpowered animals are rampaging on Quadropolis without any control. IT Girl is falling from about 30 feet in the air. Acting quickly, Teal Titan spanks herself into a mighty jump, colliding midair with IT Girl and carrying her high into the sky. The peak of their jump is at floor nine and a half of binary, and Teal Titan grabs onto the ledge of the broken window and helps IT Girl get to safety there. Teal Titan doesn't trust IT Girl yet and wants to make sure she doesn't cause more problems, but the weirdos need Teal Titan on the street. Like, don't do anything evil, she says to IT Girl, and jumps the hundred feet down to the ground. When she lands, she helps Graphene protect a group of office workers escaping from a building that has been set on fire by a laser gator. Unfortunately, the animals are causing so much havoc that the weirdos can't focus on Mrs. Work or Mrs. Bonzone. Mrs. Bonzone is currently looking at her phone, desperately waiting for the mind control system aboard her plane to reboot. But Mrs. Work doesn't give her the time. She spreads out her arms like wings, then snaps her hands together in a mighty clap. Yelling, drones, attack! All 40-something of the remaining drones form into one massive ring, 
about 20 feet around and fly towards Mrs. Bonzone. And they pass right by her. The drones instead fly to her parked jet, again summoning the bluish-white energy field in the center of the ring. They fly in perfect formation around the jet, and with a massive zap, Mrs. Ponzone's invisible jet becomes nothing but a scrap of metal on Quadropolis's streets. Smoke pours out of the window from frying circuit boards of her mind-controlling machine. Mrs. Work scuttles up to Mrs. Ponzone on her mechanical spider legs. One leg darts behind Mrs. Ponzone's feet and trips her as two other legs pin her shoulders to the ground. Beninja has already begun to run toward the pair of women. He's not sure what he's going to do yet, but he's nervous about the look in Mrs. Work's eyes. He remembers what the NSE suit did to his grandfather's mind, and he's worried that Mrs. Work might be losing control. She might actually be trying to hurt Mrs. Bonzone. As he draws closer, he can see a look of worry on Mrs. Bonzone's face. She's thinking the same thing. Mrs. Work is pushing really hard with the mechanical spider legs. He sees the two women talking to each other, and Mrs. Work aggressively lifts one more spider leg over the fallen Mrs. Bonzone. The spider leg slowly begins to move towards Mrs. Work's fallen enemy, and as Beninja draws closer, he hears Mrs. Work say, I am Mrs. Work. I am insatiable. Beninja runs up behind her, reaches into his sword belt, and draws out the four-foot-long banana from it. He says, Yeah, well, I'm Beninja. And he swings the massive banana right at Mrs. Work's head. The banana sword splatters against the side of her head, much in the same way as, well, a banana being swung at somebody's head. It makes a pretty big mess. But nothing else really happens. That's really not what I expected, Beninja says. Without even turning her head, Mrs. Work snakes two more spider legs behind Beninja and knocks him to the ground, then quickly pins him alongside Mrs. Bonzone. She's laughing like a supervillain as she raises another spider leg over the two of them, and a small panel slides open on her suit, catching the sunlight and casting a rainbow-like prism on Beninja, who begins to feel his powers drain away again. Thank you for tuning in, dear listener. You can find us online at justusweirdos.com, as well as all the other normal places that you'd find a podcast. Just remember when you're spelling weirdos, I before E. We encourage you to subscribe because then you'll get the new episode as soon as it releases. We've appreciated your messages on Facebook and Twitter while we took a break, as well as many emails that we received from you. You can look us up on either social network at Just Us Weirdos or email us at hero at justusweirdos.com. The original theme music you hear at the beginning of the show comes thanks of Joe Carnwath, who wrote and performed this music, with Trumpet by James Carnwath. Check out Joe's music online at joecarnwath.com or find him on Spotify. 
The song you're listening to right now is Cinderella, used by permission from Love Hustler, who you can also find on Spotify. Thanks for listening. And remember, be kind, be creative, and most of all, be weird. See you next week, weirdos.